0: This is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And look who's back, my old pal. I think it's your <laughs> third time singer-songwriter, probably the happiest person on planet Earth, is Susie Corey.
1: Hello, Brent. Well, this, they say third time's a charm, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's Hopefully, see what happens. Is.
0: Let's see what happens today. Um, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Secret Garden? Do you want to talk about Nashville? Good. Sure.
1: Let's talk about all of it. Okay. How much time you got?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> as much time as you need.
1: Well, you know, the secret garden, it's mm-hmm. funny because I, that you mentioned that a couple of days ago, you know, with everything that's happening in Malibu mm-hmm. and everybody who knows me knows that Malibu is the love of my life. Yeah. If you can have a city that's besides Toronto, of course, I love my hometown. Yeah. Um It's sad to see what was happening there with the fires. Mm -hmm. And it all of a sudden came across my mind that, you know, we shot the video there in this beautiful $25 million mansion. Mm -hmm. But it was something magical about that day. And for me, probably the highlight of my life, being in that home and doing that video, there's so much more than just, you know, the fact that we were shooting a video. I reached out to people who were involved with the home. Okay. And I asked about if anything had happened with the house. And the news that I got back was that despite the fact that a lot of homes surrounding it burned down, mm-hmm. it remained untouched. Good. And, yeah, it actually brought tears to my eyes. Can you imagine? I'm not that emotional. But <laughs> 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 but honestly, it was incredible, that feeling that I couldn't believe that it, it survived because yeah. it was smack dab in the middle of all that.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, so that was that's incredible. Good to hear um so let's talk about secret garden a little bit so the the video that you shot there mm-hmm. in malibu yeah is incredible It turned out great
1: in because i'm in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason why it's great hey
1: i was told if you're gonna be in the music industry number one rule be very narcissistic
0: did gene simmons tell you that yeah
1: absolutely I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and ask for money lots and lots of money
0: always So, yeah. So Secret Garden video is great. People talking about it. It's fantastic. Now you're on your way to Nashville to record uh, another video, I believe.
1: Uh, Well, the intention was to record a video. Yeah. But I've changed you know i i talk a lot about listening to your instinct and Mm. even though at the beginning i really wanted to shoot it there because the next single coming out pretty little things is very country yes and we even had someone do the pedal steel guitar from nashville he's worked with luke combs and stuff and it's it's fantastic work i was very insistent on wanting to do the video in nashville but as i started to work you know reach out to different production companies and get more involved in actually shooting the video Mm -hmm. i realized maybe it it just wasn't the right place to be doing it Ah. and i switched it back to la so we'll be doing it in la in december right so this trip is more kind of like feeling out things and you know no definite plans but that's
0: great yeah nashville's awesome you you cannot go wrong in nashville
1: that's all i keep hearing
0: (laughs) you in particular will love nashville yeah it's not just country it's it's a it's a music city right yeah
1: well, a lot of the rock artists that I love or the musicians that are touring with the bigger artists, that's yep. where they live. They and I, you know, including Gene Simmons, his yes. band, a lot of the guys are in, in Nashville. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in Nashville, there is uh, a strip called Lower Broadway. They call it Lower Broad. And that's kind of the touristy. It's like the strip in Las Vegas. Right. There's some fun places to go there. But the other side, like going west is yeah. where that's where all the real organic kind of gritty stuff goes on. So make sure you check that out, yes. and we'll talk about that after the show. I'll, <laughs> I'll enlighten you. I've Thank been there a couple. Of, it's fantastic. It's a great city.
1: Well, you know, that's the thing. I'm I'm there for a very short time, and I want to make sure that I kind of I don't want to necessarily do all the touristy things. No, I'd rather, yeah, you know what you were describing there to really see the true side of Nashville, and you know the more um, not necessarily the stuff that's really heard of by everybody and out mm-hmm. there. I'd I'd like to know a little bit more of the the secret. Yeah. uh Lesser known places, especially to the locals who live there.
0: Yes, because that is like that's ground zero for that great, gritty, organic music.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that really impresses me and I wanted to go there is because for me it's very important to be a songwriter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing that we've talked about before is that I, I write my own songs and I co write with Brent. And some of the best songwriters are in Nashville. Yes. And I would love to have the opportunity to hopefully get into one of those songwriting groups and mm-hmm. just kind of see where that takes things and it would be very interesting but yeah some of the most amazing music has come out of songwriters from Nashville so mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it yeah
0: good um, good segue into uh, your Indie Week Country Showcase mm-hmm. appearance yeah I saw a picture of you with Kelsey Maine yes
1: yeah, she's <laughs> fantastic too Right, she's my current girl
0: crush oh is that right yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Really, you know, I I said it to her. And I I said, you blew me away. I'll be honest, you know, I'm not one to try and pretend that I'm better than anybody. I really don't look at music as a competition, even though sometimes you get that vibe from, Mm -hmm. you know, the way people are viewing it. For me, it's all about I love to see someone who's incredible and inspires me to be better. Mm -hmm. And here we were on the same showcase. And I was just standing there watching her with my mouth open going, that's the kind of voice i want to have and up until now i've been singing rock Mm -hmm. and you can get away with a lot in rock and just Mm -hmm. kind of being loud and you know energetic and that kind of the showmanship on stage almost supersedes necessarily having a great voice Mm -hmm. but when you do country and it's very stripped down and a lot of it very acoustic and reliant on the voice yes You've got to be able to tell that story in a beautiful and touching way. And sometimes when it's even just an acoustic guitar and a voice. And she did that. And she was incredible. Beautiful, stunning voice and wonderful person. She's a sweetheart.
0: Yeah. Her and her uh, guitar player, Annette Haas, came in here and and did a number. And it was lights out. They sang like angels. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, And they're they're great people, too. They hung around after. Yeah. 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 They're fantastic. So good for you. Thank you. Yeah, and actually, she goes in and out of Nashville too, so she can tell you a thing or two about that.
1: Yeah, we figured out that I I leave and she's going. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, I'm going for a week, and the week that I at the end of the week I'm coming back. She's actually heading out there, so uh, we we're we're missing each other. I said next time we got to plan it mm. better.
0: Well, we should uh, get you and her and Annette in here, and we'll do like a huge jam.
1: Absolutely,
0: and we'll do that as soon as back.
1: I get sounding like her. <laughs>
0: start practicing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or otherwise, fine. we could do a combination of rock and country. It'll work out real I
0: well. I like that. We could do that. Right?
1: right? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right. So you have got uh, a list of songs here that are um, – it's countrified, Susie Corey.
1: Yes, because we agreed that this time it's going to be country, Susie.
0: We did. Yes. We did. Yes. Okay, so you've got uh, five tunes here. The first one is the Dixie Chicks, and it's called "Not Ready to Make Nice." Now, is this the is this the tune that got them into trouble, or is this the, this coming later?
1: No, it came in later because I think um, it was, if I'm not mistaken, 2003 mm-hmm. that Natalie Maines, the lead singer, made that comment mm-hmm. while they were abroad. I think they were in the UK, and she made a comment about at the time President Bush. Yeah. And her uh, unhappiness with him and the fact that he was from Texas. Um, And so that got them, of course, in a lot of controversy, a lot of trouble. They got pulled from a lot of country radio stations for it. Mm -hmm. And I think it really opened up the eyes of people to, you know, how we censor what people can say especially when you're in the limelight like they were mm-hmm. and it, it's sad in some ways because I'm a firm believer and you, you have to be honest with people and you have to be who you are mm-hmm. and the minute we start trying to tell people what they can say and you know their opinions it becomes very tricky yes. <laughs> because then you know we're asking people to not be themselves and then you create this whole ambience of people being unhappy yeah. right when you censor people so anyways it was I think three years later that they ended up coming out with the album It took them quite a while to come up, you know, to write it. And I read a lot about how they wrote the song and they didn't want to sound preachy. And, Mm. you know, it came out just right. I think it came out beautiful. And I think they worked with one other songwriter. They co-wrote it with, um, I can't remember his last name. I think it was Dan Wilson. Mm -hmm. And to me, it just, it said what it had to say and in a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah, without sounding again, you know, like they're telling people off or preaching, but just being raw and honest. And for me, that song is very ballsy. And I think the Dixie Chicks are that way. And that's one of the things I've always loved about them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, it's funny for me because I've always said I'm not a country music fan. I wasn't someone who and I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, yeah, I've been listening to country music for years. But it made me realize now when I was starting to write more in that vein, I'd look back and go. Oh, my God. But th- that's one of the bands I've always loved. Yeah. And there is country as country gets, you know, more modern country. But I do like country. <laughs> and it didn't at the time seem to me like I was, you know, liking a country band. They seemed just mainstream.
0: Yes, to me. I think. Country suffers a little bit from its previous reputation for people. Right. I don't mind the stuff either because you think about Johnny Cash, who was a fantastic musician in my mind. But you think about people like Loretta Lynn, Mel Tillis, like the stuff that your parents used to listen to. And it was right. kind of it was an acquired taste. Right. It yeah. was Tammy Wynette. But Country has come a long way now. Yeah. And kind of that ethos is still there, but it's a little bit more broad and it's a little bit more alive.
1: Well, and it crosses a lot of lines. Like the artist I really love right now is Jason Aldean. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to his music. And if you take away the vocals, because the vocals are very twangy, he has Mm -hmm. that in his voice. If you listen to just the music, it's actually really hard hitting rock. Yes. I I don't think you can necessarily classify as just being country. So it can appeal to a lot of different people.
0: Yeah. In, in addition to color and stuff like that, I think that also there's crossover now. So people like Jason Aldean have kind of added a little bit of rock edge to it. You know, Blake Shelton, guys like that. You right. know, it's not necessarily the country that existed when we were kids.
1: Right. It's a little more broad
0: now. Yeah. Well,
1: it's funny when you mention the thing about our parents listening to country. You know, I have been thinking for a while, where did this come from? Because mm-hmm. really, it surprised me more than probably anybody else around me. The yeah. fact that I'm even writing country songs and wanting to perform this kind of music. And I realized now, when you sit there and reflect, my mom was listening to nothing but country. Yeah. And so I remember, you know, people like Eddie Rabbit and uh, Kenny Rogers and mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, yep. and I was singing those songs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. See, that's I
1: fine. was in the stream.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Even then, that wasn't really like hardcore country. That no, wasn't like right. Hank Williams.
1: And, right. And you know what I mean? And-
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So even then, it was kind of – it was growing and, and getting a little bit more colorful at that time. Right. Yeah. Okay, next, Miranda Lambert and Tin Man. I don't know this tune.
1: Well, you have to hear this song because, again, you know, it's funny because when we decide to do this and I said to you, I want to do a country show. Yeah. I'm thinking – I'm not going to be going too far back because it's, again, not a genre of music that I've necessarily been listening to for a very long time. But when I started now getting into it and listening more a lot more to country, you know, you start to come across performances or songs that are more recent. Mm -hmm. And this one I saw when she did the performance, I think it was at the American Music Awards, more so than the recorded vocal on, you know, the actual tune on her album. The performance at the American Music Awards is just stunning again made me cry (laughs) because you know you kind of think of the words of it if you hear it you'll see that she's talking about not wanting to have a heart because it's only meant to be broken and Mm. as corny and cliche as that might sound it's the way that it's written it's done so smartly talking to the tin man who of course you know from dorothy and yeah um and, and saying that here you were searching for a heart when, in fact, you don't want a heart. And here, if you want it, you can have mine. Because ah, this is what happens to a heart. I like that. Yeah. And it's it's beautifully written. And then her performance at the American Music Awards, you know, it shows that someone with just a guitar, beautiful voice, and the way the story is told, it's just, you know, now I start to realize more and more why people relate to country music more than anything else. And really, it gets you right in the heart.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know,
1: I I think her ex was in the audience. If I'm not oh, mistaken, oh really? Like yeah. So I can't imagine you know, what it must have felt like to to do that song and to have him sitting there and
0: cathartic yeah. for her, not so great for him,
1: right? Mm. <laughs> who knows? He's mm. got Gwen Stefani. He's good.
0: Oh who? Oh so who is he? I don't know.
1: Really? No, you're not in with the gossip. So really
0: not.
1: <laughs> you know that him and Gwen Stefani are on. Is it The Voice?
0: I don't talking watch about Blake Shelton. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he's her ex-husband. And um, he's now married to Gwen oh, Stefani. Oh, you know what?
0: I'm dumb. I did know that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> duh. I, I didn't make the connection. Yeah, he was on with Gwen Stefani. They got together about two years ago. Right. And previously, he was with Miranda
1: Lambert. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it's hard because when you're that much in the limelight and two big country stars that for them, when they separated, I think it was heartbreaking, not just for them, but for all the fans. And
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, he was definitely in the crowd when she did this.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, it it was just a beautiful performance. So Mm -hmm. that's what really. And then I started, you know, there's always those songs that I'm not the greatest guitar player and still learning. And it's hard for me to have time to sit down and really work things out. But then you get that song that just inspires you. I'm like, you know what? I got to pick up that guitar just because I I really want to learn this song. Yes. And so, yeah, I sat and started to kind of play out the chords. Still wouldn't play in front of anybody, but. I play it for myself.
0: (laughs) You should. I thought you were going to bring it in today. We could have played.
1: You know what? I promise you, there'll be a show I'll bring in my guitar. But it might be a couple of years from now. You might have to be (laughs) patient. (laughs) (laughs) I literally pick it up, play it for a couple of weeks, and then I'm like, just, it's crazy. You know, I'm not the one to say there's no time, but you know what it's like. Of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you know all the chords? Do you know, like, I do. Yeah. Good, good.
1: Yeah. You got to use a capo for that one. (laughs) For what? I'm just trying to, you got to put the capo on the guitar. For those chords,
0: do you? Yeah, for your voice?
1: Cause... No, no, for for to play it on the guitar.
0: Really? Yeah. We gotta. We have to have a chat offline about
1: that. <laughs> just to... I'm just trying to sound real smart. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a capo is.
0: All right. So the capo, the capo basically is to adjust the key. Right. Yeah.
1: There so you, you know, go. It's
0: neck. <laughs> but you know, you can still play the chords. Yeah. And yeah, that's just like with standard tuning without the capo, you just play the chords th- th- at the top of the neck.
1: Okay, Brent, you know I know nothing about theory,
0: right? (laughs)
1: All I know is I watch a YouTube video, how to play blah, blah, blah song, and I follow what those people are telling me. And it sounded right.
0: (laughs) No. you See, the the internet is a bunch of nonsense.
1: No, but you know what I noticed? A lot of country music does use a capo. I noticed that on a lot of songs that I pulled up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It It depends on the key of your voice and what you're comfortable in.
1: Right. Well, I think I mean they were doing it in um, the same key as she does. Mm. So
0: the capo basically replaces the, what they call the nut right before the headstock. Right. So it just moves the key up.
1: Well, listen, if it makes you feel it's any better, fun. she had a capo when she was playing at the American Music Awards. So I know right. I'm doing it right. <laughs>
0: All right, we're gonna move on from that
1: <laughs> before this gets physical. <laughs>
0: Stay around your side of the room there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next tune is Ellie King. And I know this one. X's and O's.
1: Yeah. This is
0: a funny little tune.
1: So am I allowed to say badass?
0: Of course you are. Okay, perfect. You can say whatever you want.
1: I love that about her. You know, not to put her down in any way, but being very blunt and honest, she's not your typical beauty queen mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, she's a, a heavier set girl, but it's her attitude. She just, she brings it and she's gorgeous and that voice and you know it teaches you that really attitude is is everything Mm -hmm. and i've always said to people you know people are like oh i love your pictures you look so great i say that's fantastic and of course you know that's why i take time to make a great video to to have a professional photographer do photos and you grab people's attention with the look for sure but you can only keep it when they like who you are and it's all about the person it's
0: depth, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. And so that's what, you know, for me, she has a lot of depth. She's got that attitude. And, you know, not to put down other country artists, but a lot of them are kind of cookie cutter mm-hmm. um, in the way they're trying to emulate each other and what it is to be a country artist. And that's something going into it right now and still being early in those stages. I don't want to say I'm trying to avoid it, mm-hmm. but just trying to stay true to who you are. Yes. I'm not going to be necessarily the person who looks exactly like what other country artists are looking like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with the last showcase, I was like, hmm, what am I going to wear? And I'm like, I still want leather, you know, <laughs> so yeah, I still want sure. kind of badass look. So you mix up the leather and lace. I'm like, OK, you know, this could be kind of I, I didn't really have a cowboy hat on or anything, but still one for my guitarist during the show.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: But it all worked out well, you know. And But it's being who you are. And clearly, you know, sh- she is who she is. And I've seen a lot of her live performances. Unbelievable. Yeah. She's incredible. But that whole song and the take on it and the video, I don't want to say I like a woman who's in charge. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's important to see that. Because sometimes, you know, we play a certain role. Yeah. And it tends to get cliche that doing it the reverse is, is interesting. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, you know, today probably more than ever – you cannot go wrong with being yourself. Right. Right.
1: Well, you know, that's I think people want genuine. Yes. And the more you show them that you're giving people permission to be themselves as well. Exactly. You know, and I find that even in real life. I mean, my relationships with people, my friendships, the more you are just there's no walls mm-hmm. and you, you, you're clearly who you are. People will feel more inclined to be who they are and they're not afraid because that's they know right. you're, not, you're not there to judge. I'm not afraid for people to look at me and go, okay, well, I don't really like that about her. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all different. Mm -hmm. And someone like Ella King, I really believe, I mean, I'm not, you know, in depth into her career, but I really believe she is being true to herself. And if you see her talking and, you know, especially now with Instagram and everything, you see people doing their own posts. So their everyday situations and you see them what they're like yeah they're not afraid to just be themselves and people like that it's very Mm -hmm. endearing that's right yeah
0: you and i were texting about this actually and we said similar things and i think that i said you know your looks get you in the door but your depth and the gradient of your character determine how long you stay
1: yeah because there has to be a lot more there you know the look or the great song it's fleeting it could be for a moment people especially with younger kids now you know you see how um, i mean i have kids and my own kids they don't even know who the artist is Mm -hmm. (laughs) they just like the song it sounds catchy it's fun and for whatever reason you know they listen to it for a bit and then they throw it out and they really don't care that's right but the only way to really gain true fans and people who are interested is to show them who you are and then they like who you are as a person and you know not necessarily what you're trying to sell
0: exactly Uh, next. So this is very interesting.
1: (laughs) I'm laughing. Just looking at you. I know what you want to ask.
0: Can I drink
1: my coffee?
0: Of course you can. Take a drink. I'll do some talking. People are going to hear me sipping. uh, Don't slurp. That's very important. (laughs) No, what I was going to say, I was not going to uh, make a comment. We talked about this off air. What I was going to say. Uh-huh. Is Kelsey Main brought this song in too?
1: Oh really? Actually, yeah, she did. No way. She I did. didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So
0: the the song is uh by Little Big Town, it's Girl Crush. Yes. Yeah, she brought this in.
1: Wow. Isn't that funny? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't know that. Yeah. And I said she was my girl crush.
0: Yeah. Well see <laughs> that's that's what was interesting to me. Wow. I, I suspect that you thought something different.
1: <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Well, you know, I have a funny story behind it. And I don't know if I'm okay to tell this, but there's nothing dirty or anything. But it's funny because um, it involves someone else. And it was during Indie Week, actually.
0: Okay,
1: um, One of the artists that was involved in Indie Week, she's originally from New Zealand, and she lives in the UK. So she was out here doing her showcase. She reached out to me. Her name is Penelope. Mm-hmm. You guys can search it up, <laughs> see who <where> she is. <laughs> and, um, you know, she kept saying, let's meet up, let's meet up. And um, she even came to my showcase, but I guess missed me when I was playing. She was at the Cameron House and came a little bit later after I got off the stage. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we ended up missing each other. And then we still talked and she said, you know, come out if you can. And so I said, OK, I'll come watch you play. So I came out to one of her shows okay. and as I went inside the, um, the venue there, I, she was on stage already and she was performing, blew me away. She was fantastic, beautiful, mm-hmm. gorgeous voice. She's a beautiful girl, but it was kind of strange because we kept looking at each other and I don't know if she was just looking at me or looking out into space. I couldn't tell, but it was a strange vibe.
0: <laughs> you were in the audience <laughs> and she was performing. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. And there's this kind of connection happening. I'm like, really? mm, this is kind of weird. But I didn't know what to make of it. And then I got up to start taping her, you know, doing a Facebook live feed because she, she was that great. I yeah. wanted to show it. And then she starts singing Girl Crush.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And first time I ever heard the song. Yeah. I've never heard that song before. Ah. I'd heard of it. Okay. There is a group of songwriters called the um, – Hillary Lindsay is one of them and Liz Rose. It's three females. Oh, the Love Junkies. Okay. They're in Nashville, I believe. They're the songwriters of like some of the biggest songs, like Lady Gaga, A Million Reasons.
0: Okay, yeah. Is
1: also written by by them among many, many other songs. So anyways, they had written the song. So I'd read a lot about the song, but never heard it. Okay. And then I heard her version of it and it was just unbelievable. Her voice was like velvet, you know, singing and just her whole persona. So I started laughing and the next day at work, I'm like, you know, we said hello and everything afterwards. And that was it. And okay. the next day at work, I'm like, you know what? I don't consider myself a lesbian. <laughs> but yesterday, this weird kind of feelings were happening that I couldn't really explain. And you then the song thing. and, you know, and she's singing Girl Crush. And it was interesting.
0: <laughs> wow. About like, that? I guess
1: we all have a little gay in us, you know, but you need that little thing to bring it out.
0: There's so. a little something there, it sounds like. <laughs> Good for you. Now, did you not speak to her about this?
1: Uh, no, but I'm. You know, perhaps she'll hear this she, interview she and might, reach out and say, you know what, that is what I was feeling. So Penelope, please clarify for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you guys need to have a chat.
1: <laughs> She's pretty hot.
0: Is she? I've yeah. never seen her. Yeah. Well, we'll bring her in and you guys can figure it out. Well,
1: she might be back in the UK. I don't know.
0: Oh. Yeah, mm. she lives there. So. Oh, I yeah. see. Oh, well. Oh, well. Wah, wah, wah. All right. On with the list. Dolly Parton. Yes. Jolene. Great how can pick. We,
1: how can we have a list without Dolly Parton? We really can't. Yeah. You know, it goes back to the story. I told you that my mom listened to a lot of country and Dolly Parton has always been in my life, you know, since I was a child. And mm-hmm. I've always loved her beautiful voice, very, very unique and just her very, again you know, despite this song Mm -hmm. which is kind of um, it shows a lot of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and I kind of love that, you know, because it's very honest and I don't know if you know the background behind it.
0: I think I do. It's actually,
1: there was, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was a bank teller who was flirting kind of with her husband and he was showing interest and her name wasn't necessarily Jolene, but that's where the inspiration for the song came and You know, she started writing this kind of asking the person, please don't take my husband. And it comes from a real life situation. She, of course, made it more dramatic. And she admits to that, you know, for songwriting purposes. But again, despite the fact that this song is kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, very old fashioned in the way that we think now, we wouldn't be saying, hey, don't take my man. But Dolly Parton as a whole has always been someone who's very strong and very ballsy and knows who she is and, you know. Like you look at the song 9 to 5. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw that movie when I was a kid in the theater. Really? Dabney Coleman, her, Lily Tomlin, and I saw it. Wow. Yeah. How about that?
1: And what was your take on that?
0: Well, it was was really interesting. I have a funny story about that, actually. May I share it with you?
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: So when I was a kid, I took things very literally, right? So, uh, you know, somebody said, well, Dolly Parton had like the biggest boobs like in the world right and I actually thought because I was so impressionable as a kid I was like eight or nine then that Dolly Parton was the human being on planet earth the female who had the largest breasts of any female on planet earth and I actually thought that it's not the stupidest thing
1: well doesn't she
0: <laughs> maybe I was right it's
1: not that far off I don't know
0: I took it to heart. That was what I was told, and I believed it.
1: Well, this might be difficult to debate right now, but you know, <laughs> we could discuss this afterwards and check. I guess I don't know.
0: The yeah thing is, no- I've never really looked at Dolly Parton's boobs to see like how big they are
1: you know what it is i'll tell you something and not that i'm an expert by any means okay. but it's the fact that she has a really small waist she's a tiny woman i don't think she's very you know large okay and so it accentuates the fact that
0: uh, they're large I so see.
1: yeah how did we get to this discussion again well i
0: i <laughs> Asked if I could share a personal story, and right. it just kind of went from
1: there. Well, listen, I'm going to Nashville. If you like, I can try and meet up with Dolly. Can you do that? Can Absolutely. You, well, let's see if we can verify that. <laughs>
0: all right. All right. That is uh, the end of your song list. It's always a pleasure having you in. I really appreciate you coming in. Same here. We always have fun, don't we?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. They don't know that we have like a three-hour discussion before we have this discussion, I know. Well, that's right? the thing. This
0: is like the end of our discussion all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Susie, for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you. Come back anytime. Thanks. All right. You know that. You're welcome.
1: Absolutely. And I will be back.
0: All right. Good. <laughs> Number four. You get a jacket if you come back five times. Yay. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my buddy, Susie Corey. So next time, folks, take good care.
1: Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide.